In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, knowing one's own Van Helsink, with me all the way from across the pond, the ghost finder general himself, the most haunted Richard Felix. Hello there, how you doing? Good, good, good. Hey, uh, what's this deal with the time over there? I, I posted it up on Facebook that we're on there at 8 o'clock Greenwich Mean Time. Somebody yelled at me and said it was BS time. BST, or what? British summertime. British summertime. BST. Uh, no, it's still, it's still summer here. Uh, <laughs> would, you, would you believe? It doesn't happen uh, for some reason. Guess when we put the clocks... Hang on, I don't we put them back or forwards. I never do know. I think they go back. Uh, fall, but you know, spring ahead, fall back. Spring ahead, fall, fall back. back. You've got it, that's right. Yeah, we actually do it on Halloween. Really? Yeah, no idea what... Well, that's what I read the other day. The 31st of October. Um, but I tell you what, this is amazing because... <laughs> because Twice a year, we, I go off air, don't I? I disappear completely because yeah. we, we both forget all about it. <laughs> Absolutely. But well done you. At least you've remembered this year. So we put our clocks, uh, hang on, spring forward, fall back, yeah? Um, we put them back um, on the 31st. But uh, do you know when you put yours back I believe it's forward? the first day of fall, but I don't know it off, off the end. Really? Well, mm. so, long as we, <laughs> so long as we remember this time because uh, I'd rather not miss another show, because I enjoy it so much, mm. honestly. I've had a lot of response from last week. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 it's been great. Really? Um, cause, oh, yeah, well, I mean... You well, know okay, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what last week was. <laughs> well, listen, I'll give you time to think of it. <laughs> last week was me um, waffling on as usual about um, the stone tape theory and, and my, you know, theories about silica being in, in the fabric of the oh, building. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Iron yes, oxide, yes. blah, 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 silicon water, all this sort of stuff. And asking for help. Because mm-hmm. if you remember, I said, um, until, until or somebody, uh, obviously it looks like it's me, uh, starts talking, um, what's the word, getting away from the Scooby-Doo side of it, uh, then science won't take it seriously. And, yeah, I uh, suppose, I suppose. 
Well, it's true. So anyway, Robbie Gibson, I hope you're listening. Uh, Robbie Gibson's actually emailed me. Um, lovely. I'll, I'll tell you quickly. I've been listening to Ghost Chronicles International podcast. I've only just recently started listening, and I'm going through the podcast for for the most recent to the older. I heard me speak frequently about the, the Stone Tapes. I was in the, in the eight, 1980s. Um, a guy called Al Rauber received a tape of these experiments, and basically there were some guys in 1982 went to a pub in Wales that was um, experiencing uh, paranormal activity, haunting, uh, footsteps, voices, and organ music in the pub. Very old pub. And mm-hmm. these two guys, one of them was, a, um, I think, a biochemist, I believe. Um, actually, they went along with a generator on into the, into the building and blasted the, the walls, the stone walls, with 20,000 volts. Ouch. Yeah, and then... That'll uh, leave Mark. Yeah, and then put a tape recorder in and left it overnight. Yeah. And they got um, very faint noises of uh, an organ playing and, and really? footsteps and voices. And honestly, absolutely, it is. It is. Um... But the only thing is, what I want to know is that was 1982. Why? What? what what's happened since? No, nobody's. Do you see where I'm coming from? Was it? Was it inconclusive? Um, I've looked up the two guys on the internet. Can't find. Can't find either of them now. Um, I'm going to get in touch with the pub um, to see whether I can find out more about it because I'd like to do an investigation there. Wrong. Um, I don't know. But 1982. This was. And um, then since then, I did a big event on uh, Saturday night uh, in a place in, in England called Hartlepool. And there's a guy there, that um, gentleman who um, uh, is a, an A-level, was an A-level, A-level student uh, yeah. and also now uh, for, for a few years was in the Royal Air Force. And he wants to help. He was absolutely fascinated with what I was saying. And he was saying to me, yeah, if a TV show came along and did some of this sort of stuff, I'd watch it all the time. So he, he's, he's offered to help me as well. And he's got some friends that might be able to help me um, with some, some experiments. So it's done the world of good. I'm thrilled to bits. I'm over the moon. <laughs> so thanks, guys. And if there's anybody else out there that, that uh, um, you know, anybody in any universities, science departments... Oh, physicists, uh, anybody dealing with um, quantum physics or anything else, I, I need some more help, basically, because I, I honestly, well, from talking to these people, they also think I might might be on to possibly, possibly being able to prove probably what 60% of ghosts are. Recordings in the fabric of the building. Oh, boy. Interesting. It is interesting, Ron. Mm. Um but again, you know, I might be on the wrong line, but at least I'm trying. Yeah, so I, I don't there, know. I, I, I've actually heard something interesting myself. I heard oh, that come on. this gentleman created an EVP. Uh, basically, he broadcast his voice uh, from another room and mm-hmm. put it on a recorder through some kind of electromagnetic wavelength. And right. It was a EVP, so... I don't know. Well, I mean, really, how different is that to in the the late 18th, 1800s, 1890s, 1900s? Um, people had a wax a wax cylinder disc mm-hmm. in one room, and someone had a rolled up uh, funnel of a, a made of cardboard, 
and they sang a song through through from one window into another room, and it picked up a recording onto the wax disc, and that was a cylinder disc. Turned it into Bakelite, put a stylus on it, and you've got the record or the cylinder. You know how different is it, Ron? It's not. But but that was fascinating to people then. Hmm. So I, think I don't know. As you it's say, all interesting. But you know, it, it's it's so cool. You know what what I think about OBS, right? Hmm. But we did an investigation on Friday night, and it was a, a really cool, cool house, uh, an old, old Victorian. And yes. I mean, we blanket the thing with cameras. Okay, so interesting. There was ob uh, activity as usual. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we had a camera on one floor, uh, looking into a room, and we had a camera on a floor above it, and we saw this ob come into the room and then go up into the ceiling and came out on the next floor, and we captured it on film. Are you kidding? The same no. ob or? Same ob as oh. his on both cameras. Ooh. Now that, Explain now that's, that. That's, that's, that's a little, little, tough, little tough for a dust particle. That's absolutely um, unbelievable. Um, mm. I love it. I like the idea of it. Um, now, now, funnily enough, talking of orbs, um, I, I because again, um, I, I don't know. For me, the jury's out. Um, I think there's more to it than you know. I think a lot of them are dust particles, daddy long legs. Um, you tell me, so uh, forth, spiders, so right. webs, whatever. Uh, right. Not all of them. Not all of them. And again, they do seem to act in a funny way. But it, it was brought to my notice on. Saturday night at this event that I was at, um, how many times when people take photographs of me, there are orbs over either my right shoulder or over my head. Right. It's something I'd not particularly, not really thought about. And, were, and lo and behold, they were taking them on the night. Blah, 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 blah. And the, the last time I was at the same event, same thing, somebody brought me pictures, and there's orbs. Um, and I actually did tell them on the, on the night, I said, well, it's funny you should mention it, because I've actually got a photograph of me when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Now, you know how long ago that was. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it was, I, I, was I, don't think, I don't even think they had cameras back then, did they? They, they, <laughs> they? It was a daguerreotype with a glass glass slider. Yeah, there you go. No, it was the old, what you called something like the box brownie, I think it was, something like that. It was very oh, old. The old long, box brownie, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, long before the days of, of digital photography, of course. And I'm walking out of this karate club, and there's a huge orb over my right shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I, in fact, I must, I've never done it, I must post it, I must put it on, on the website and on Facebook and let people think, because that's, that's unusual, I think. Because it's, oh, it, uh, God forbid, it's it, 18, hang on a minute, it's 43 years ago. And and that was a long time ago for orbs. So, uh, Ron, I don't know, I don't know. But why do, they, why do I attract them? Because I ain't psychic. Right. I'm not a medium or anything. Well, you're, you're a light worker, you work in, t- in, the, in the spiritual realm, whether it's chasing ghosts or you're right. taking contact you're right. with spirits, you're definitely in the spiritual realm. And. Yeah, and one or two people did say to me on the night, you know, that they're 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 gathering around you, they're trying to help you because mm-hmm. but you're trying to prove what it's all about. So I, I wonder though, I, but it's fascinating. So again, anybody out there got any photographs of me that have got orbs on them? I'd like to see them. I really would. Richard at Felixfilms dot net. 
You're right. We're still looking for stories. Over. I know we have one one submission uh, uh, from Karen who, who submitted a uh, her own personal ghost story because we're doing still doing a ghost. Uh, yeah. Show everybody's own thing. So uh, sounds great. Because so, yeah. I'm doing the same thing. I told you, didn't I, in England? But I'm calling it the uh, Spirits Behind the Bar Tour. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm actually going into pubs. Old, very old haunted pubs, sitting by the fire, doing ghost stories and telling, you know, talking about ghosts, and, and then doing paranormal investigations in the pubs. Mm-hmm. So, and I've got five lined up before Christmas, which is really quite exciting. Oh, very so, cool. similar, similar. Yes, very cool, very, very cool. It is. So, we're but anyways, from it. we're about to take a break right now because we have another episode of my favorite, which is Excellent. Bizarre. Yeah, can't wait. In March of 2010, the New York Daily News reported that a police tow truck towed a minivan parked outside Redden's funeral home. The van, whose identifying placard had fallen from the window, happened to contain a dead body. The vehicle was towed to the impound from which the distraught funeral home owner retrieved it. He did manage to get the body on the flight to its intended funeral destination. And at a funeral parlor in Pittsville, Massachusetts, they go to great lengths to keep business alive. The Devney Condren Funeral Home hopes that events such as a chili cook-off, a murder mystery show, an art walk, and monthly birthday cakes at the Pittsfield Senior Center will serve as a reminder to folks that they are an important part of the community. A true terrifying tale from Barla Ventura's new book, Beyond Bazaar. Available now wherever books are sold. Wow, that's kind of cool. It was cool. It wasn't as bizarre as last week, though, was it? No. Not that I can remember what it was last week, but that was much more bizarre. Well, we had the Hearst one. We had the Hearst one. We had the one with the that was foot it. in the brain and the one with the, uh, uh, well, you know, you can go to the old shows and actually listen to them, so. Oh, yes, of course. This is, is it on, um, it's on iTunes? It is on iTunes. Yes, it is. Do you have to pay Ghost, Chron- to Ghost Chronicles International, and it's free to download or to listen on your computer. That's right. Must do that. Must Absolutely. do that. Absolutely. So, anyways. But, yeah, I did, we did this investigation on uh, Friday night, as I mentioned. It was kind of interesting. Besides that orb thing, there was another uh, incident. We were in a uh, one of the rooms, and, and one of the ghosts that supposedly haunt this place is a, a guy who liked his liquor. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yes. And so I just happened to have a shot of uh, whiskey with me. So uh, we placed it on the uh, on the glow in the dark planchette from a Ouija board. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we're in total darkness, right? Yep. yep. And, and we we attempted to make communication with this particular spirit, and uh, it was kind of quiet, and we weren't getting any responses. And finally, I said, "You you know, I'm smelling that li- whiskey, and it looks really good. And you know, if you don't want it, then gonna I'm going to get it." Uh, <laughs> And still, you know, it was it felt like a, almost like a draft commander, like a cold draft. And then yeah. uh, it wasn't cold draft beer either. Uh, it was a cold draft. And then, <laughs> then all of a sudden, I says, "What's the matter? Don't you want it?" And we, we you desperately get a voice that says, "Yes." And it was an audio no. voice. It was an audio voice, not an EVP, but an audio voice. But I presume you hadn't got a a, a, a player with a, a oh yeah, we have it recorded. 
Have you got it? Yes, we do. Ooh! In fact... Is it, is it just clear? Yes, it's very clear. I, I'm going to have it tomorrow night's show. We're broadcasting live from the Haunted Victoria in Gardner, Mass. And if you want to come on down, please do. It's uh, from 7 to 8. And afterwards, I guess they're giving tours of the, the place for like 10 bucks, And all the money goes to restoration of this place because it needs a lot of it. It's got a slate roof. And that looks like humongous dollars to get that fixed. But anyways, uh, yeah, and we're going to have that with us. We're going to play it on the air uh, tomorrow because we will be broadcasting live from there and everything. So... Sounds good to me, but it was quite. It was as clear as as a voice. As oh, clear, voice being clear as a, a class A, without a doubt. Oh, say. And by the way, what happened to the whiskey? <laughs> I refuse to answer the grounds that may incriminate me. <laughs> <laughs> never mind, never mind. But the, but the ghost didn't pick it up, and you see, that's the thing that gets me. Uh, you know, some sometimes a ghost can move things. Sometimes a ghost sometimes you know, they can't, though. It requires a great deal of energy. That's the oh, key. Oh come on, yeah. But that's the big one for me, Ron. What? What's the difference? Why? You know, how come? Oh, here we go. How come? Uh, some ghosts can grab hold of somebody by the legs, pull them out of bed, and another ghost can't even pick up a little glass of whiskey. <laughs> you tell me. I mean, nobody knows. That's the trouble, isn't it? Right. That's we trouble. don't. I mean, it, you know, I kind of think... Oh, we actually have a, a question, by the way. Uh, oh, goody. And now, this is from uh, CC in the uh, Pararex chat room. Hmm? So, if he's doing ghost hunts in bars... Can he find out if there's an, uh, an aftertaste in the afterlife? Oh, <laughs> I think that was a joke. <laughs> I think it could well have been, but who knows? I mean, yeah, who knows? I don't know whether I can or not. I'll I'll report back after the first one that I've done, which is on, um, gosh, I can't remember when it is, something like the 6th or 7th of November, in a very, very, very haunted pub um, in Derbyshire. Um that goes back to the 14th century. 14th century, Ron. It was built in the 1300s. That's amazing. I mean, we have nothing like that over here, which is... No, I, I mean, mean, you are so lucky. Wow. And it's made of stone, made of stone. And it's got the... It's, it's, to be honest with you, it's one of the scariest places. I've, I've used it in, in the past on, on various tours. I used to do haunted bus tours. Should have been uh -huh. called ghost bus tours, shouldn't it? But, uh, uh, and this place we used to have lunch in. And it's called the Bluebell. And it was an old, it, well, you'll know, it was a chantry house uh, for ca chantry priests mm -hmm. that uh, from the nearby priory. And they, they used to pray uh, for the um, quick exit of, of rich people through purgatory. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's well, for, for, for want of a better word, it's as haunted as hell. It, it really is very haunted. It's got a graveyard round it, so almost surrounding the pub. Um, with ancient gravestones in it, um, those the old-fashioned things with skull and crossbones on the graves and that sort of stuff on the gravestones. It's it's very 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 good. Some of the, some of the old tombs are, are, are sort of are falling falling apart and they're open and you can see down inside into the. Oh boy, you want to see it? It's it's um, it's fantastic. It's a really good place. Um, and I say that's that's the first the first one I'm doing on spirits behind the bar. So, uh, so I'm looking so forward if, to that. So if a serial killer was haunting the bar, would it be a killer uh, hangover? No. <laughs> well, it's possible. Oh, listen, the old ones are the best, aren't they, Ron? Oh God, <laughs> they really are. They really are the best. <laughs> so yes, um, 
Uh, uh, we were supposed to have Patrick Burns then on, but evidently he doesn't remember how to dial a phone. So, uh, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it's a quite oh, a shame. Come on, Patrick. Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't spoken to Patrick. Patrick uh, did um, a, um, you know, you, you know my book, uh, What is a Ghost? What is uh, a that ghost? You, you, you very kindly uh, wrote uh, your little piece about what a ghost, what is a ghost. Uh, Patrick did as well. Patrick wrote me a piece for the really? book. Yeah. In fact, if you hang on two seconds, even though we can't have Patrick on the phone, I'll grab his little piece out of the book and read to you what it says. You know, yeah, okay. Now, somebody actually commented in a chat room about uh, taverns and inns being, uh, you know, the home to highwaymen and pirates yes. and, and robbers, and, and, which yes. is true, right? It is, yeah. And I actually, in, in my book, in fact, uh, I believe there's a uh, tale of this this highway house in the UK where the uh, innkeeper would take in, you know, it was right on the way to from one town to the other, so they would stop by. So when the rich patrons came in, he would wine him and dine him and give him really plastered, and then he would take him to their best room. And yes. The best room, when they fell asleep finally in the bed, he would pull a thing on the bottom and the bed would go to a slant and their bodies would slide down into a vat of boiling water. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, you're right. I, can, I actually can't remember, um, but I've heard the story. Yeah. Um, and he murdered quite a few people. A little bit, slightly similar to the to the Sweeney Todd thing where he used to t sit them in the... Um, Oh, he used to the, sit the in the chair, didn't he? And then yeah, tip the them backwards yep. after cutting their throats. But yes, I've heard the story. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and in fact, the way they, they caught him, I guess, is that one guy drank so much that he had to make a uh, trip in the middle of the night, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, he'd yeah. get out of bed, and then the bed went down, and then it was all uncovered, as we like to say. Absolutely amazing. But it's funny, you know, because people are, are frequently ask me um, about haunted inns, haunted pubs, um, and, and basically make comments. As, you know, basically they're saying, you know, the, the landlord's making the stories up um, basically to get customers, to get people to come in. Because, I mean, the number of, I'm sure, ghost hunts that you've done uh, in, in haunted inns and pubs and hotels and that sort of stuff far out outweigh, certainly for me, um, ordinary houses and and other other commercial buildings. You know, pubs and pubs and inns are much seem to be much more haunted. Uh, and they always say, you know, is it just a, a trick on behalf of the landlord? And I say, no, it's 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 basically the reason that so much so much life and death and business and everything else was conducted in in these places. You know, so many people lived in them, loved in them, died in them, were murdered in them, committed suicide in them. Um, so much trauma and so much went on in these places, including, as you just mentioned, highwaymen. Right. Um, we actually have another question from you from uh, Anne in the Tojinet chat room. Yeah? And she says, uh, Richard, that would be you, did so. uh, he do any other investigations in San Diego area besides the Whalen House? I oh, guess I when, when, oh, when you were with uh, Most Haunted. When I was with Most Haunted. No, that's um, such a shame because I've, I've, I love the place. Um, can't wait to go back to San Diego. But it was the only one we did. We did six six different places 
in in California. Um, the Hollywood Legion, two on the Queen Mary. Uh, oh God, the uh, oh yes, drum barracks. That was absolutely amazing. Oh yeah, amazing. yeah, drum barracks, right? That was amazing. That was good. And um, another one, the, the ranch. And for, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the the ranch in California. And then 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 we did um, the Whaley House. And I was so excited. But both myself and Kieran were were both so excited at going to. Uh, to the Whaley House, basically because we'd obviously both read Hans Holzer's um, um, you know, accounts of uh, investigations that he'd that he'd actually carried out there, right. uh, and we were both really very keen to to be there to do to, you know because I mean at the end of the day we I hate to say it, but we were the guys that were into ghosts. You understand where I'm coming from. It, right, it, right. It, it's our profession, and so for us to be there to know what to, to go, it was so exciting. Um, the unfortunate thing is that that not a lot happened to us while we were there. Oh, Although I I, I I believe I believe that while I was talking to Kieran and, and a young lady that was there at the time, I think I think I saw a ghost. I think I saw a lady uh, walk past the door when there was no one there. Uh, and of course, the lady said, "Oh well, you're not the first person to say that." But you know, my my theory on the whole damn thing is that that it's a brick-built building and and it holds a lot a lot more recordings than right. other places. But no, unfortunately, not. The only place I did was uh, was the Whaley House. Uh, but I presume there must be an awful lot more haunted haunted properties down there. I would think. I'd love to come back. I really would. Yeah. I, yeah. Have you done it, Ron? Have you been down there? No. 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 It's, uh, it's good. It's, it's San Diego. We're still town. trying to get to the UK. <laughs> oh, well, listen. Yes, the sooner, the sooner, the better. Yeah. Because we can, we can, you know, we can show you some good places. Hardy, hardy. Building. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, Richard, I mean, this, these uh, new uh, ghost talks that you're doing. Do you expect yes. any uh, paranormal activity to occur? Why you giving them? Well, well, remember that that I'm I'm not only doing I'm I'm, I'm doing ghost stories. Obviously, it's coming up to Christmas that time, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm picking you know haunted well, well Christmassy stories, stories to do with the buildings, of course. Uh, but we are afterwards for for a, a probably only two or three hours afterwards uh, doing a limited amount of um, paranormal investigation. Um, in the buildings as well, and, and I'm, I'm talking of, of five, five we're doing, I'm doing five before Christmas, uh, extremely haunted places. Um, really? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, not- sorry, notoriously haunted, that's why I picked them really, notoriously haunted, we're not talking of, of the occasional ghost encounter, we're talking of stuff that goes back sometimes 100, 150 years, the stories. Um, and things that are still happening to people um even to this day and they're all they're all buildings that i've um visited on tours that i've done around and also featured all of them on the on the dvds that i've done you know the the, the ghost tour of great britain which i've been doing um and they're they're well known haunted buildings um do i expect anything to happen right. oh dear it's a good question, isn't it? Do you expect something to happen when you go on a ghost hunt, Ron? I'm, I'm yeah, passing it back. Uh, same thing. We don't know. Do the unexpected is what I look at. Yeah, absolutely right. Couldn't agree more. And, and um, depending on how many people turn up for these events, 
uh, depending on what frame of mind they're in. Um, who knows? I hope right. something will happen. Right. I, I mean, really we do. We, we do this thing in uh, in Salem every year. I know we're just about out of time. Um, called Spectral Evidence, which is at the Hawthorne Hotel. Yes. Yeah, and oh, I understand the beats have started, so it's time for us to take a break. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. And we will be right back after the following messages. Talk to you in a minute. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Bear X family. Everything you heard about witches is true. Halloween is the time of year when the shades of the dead whisper from forgotten places and spirits walk among us. The witches of Salem, Massachusetts honor this time with Festival of the Dead, an annual event series that explores death's macabre customs, heretical histories, and strange rituals. Founded by Salem witches, Sean Poirier and Christian Day, and hosted by the foremost authorities on the spirit world, Festival of the Dead beckons guests to step through the veil into a mysterious realm where spirits await you. To learn more or to purchase tickets, visit festivalofthedead.com. Happy Halloween! <laughs> Americans 
would, would think that England's like when they arrive here and then they get a shock because we've got high-rise tower blocks and everything else like you have. But I was, I couldn't believe it when I drove into Salem because I thought, oh my God, where, where, where are all the, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a little village that was, you know, like a chocolate box uh, village with timber frame buildings and thatched roofs. I'm sorry. I was so shocked. Well, anyways, I, I, I have this uh, email that actually someone sent in and I, I, about a month ago, and I, I did want to uh, tell you this about it. the one it, you course. couldn't find last week, is it? No? Right, and that's, you know, you were away for a little bit. and anyways. Weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, yes. Right, so I I'm just sorry. Went, <laughs> uh, anyways, and it's a guy from a guy named uh, Roy Holman, I believe his name is. Yeah. He says on the May 11th of this year, Richard was in the jail broadcasting there. Yes. Do you remember that? Mm. And Chris he and Ellen were in there with me. He said, listening to the show, there is a, a loud growl that I can hear. It was <laughs> after he was talking about the jailer that worked there. Richard is say, was saying that the jailer didn't like him. So uh, evidently... Uh, there's a growl on there, so I have to go back and check that out myself. See if there's. Oh, uh, we must. We might. Well, any, yeah, if, I, May, May the eleventh. See if there's any witches growling at you, or jailers, or whatever they are. Well, well it, it would be this guy called Blythe Simpson, who um, be. I mean, you know, people, people say, and I, I say, ghosts don't follow you round. Um, every time I, I go to an event somewhere, mm -hmm. and we take a particular table that is actually resident in Derby Jail, um, Blythe Simpson seems to appear at the end, not when I say appear, that's not true, uh, comes through when we're table tilting at the end of the night. Really? And, oh, yeah, whatever building I'm in tries to throw me out of the building, and the table moves always, always, always towards me and, and keeps going until I'm actually out of the building. Uh, it's happened at least six times on events that I've been to now. And I, I let go of the table just huh. to let people realise that it's not me that's doing it. And it still it seems to come... And, and Chris and Eleanor, who, you know, my res resident um, um, paranormal investigators and mediums at, at Derby Jail, say that it's it's him. They say it's Blythe Simpson, and he follows follows me round. And it, I tell you, it, it bothers, but he doesn't come here. He doesn't come home with me, I'm pleased to say. But he follows you me round to... You know what? Oh, I'd be frightened to death if I, I wouldn't like it. You know why I, I don't, won't go home with you? Go on, then. You scared the hell out of uh, Julia. scared the hell out of him. <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> That's true. Cause she'll she, put up with none of that nonsense. She won't have any ghost nonsense in this house. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Be gone, evil demon. <laughs> so, anyway, we actually have... Uh, Another question from the chat room. Something hey, about I, I don't know, didn't it? Yeah, I, I'm not sure about this though. It's uh, a guy named H. H. Holmes in Chicago who had a body slide in his place. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure about it. I, I've never heard of that one before, at least that I can recall. No, uh, no. no but basically he would gas the people and uh, put them away in a body slide. I guess. Oh my God. Hmm. Hmm. So, Gas anyway. them first. Yeah, I guess so. Good God. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the case, no, so I really... No, I'm not. I'm not. But this is where Chicago... Yeah, Chicago, according to uh, CC in the uh, Pararex chat room. 
Wow, and, and is the is the does he say if the place is haunted or? Oh yeah, most bound definitely. to be bound to be because most yeah. definitely. Always so, anyways, uh, I don't yes, know, evidently Patrick Burns is. Uh, I don't know if you know about him, but he actually travels around the country in an RV. So, uh, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe he's hung up somewhere or something. Something's but, well, happened. Well, yeah, it's a shame. He was. He, he. He. I nearly got him over to England um, to to my Halloween event last year. Really? Um, but, but yeah, but at the last minute, he'd got. Um, I, I think it was a university or something, a lecture or something that he, uh-huh. that he had to get to and, and couldn't get, couldn't fly to over in time and come back because he's, he's. I mean, I presume you've had him on the show before, have you? Or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's a great guy. He really is. He, he's, um, you know, one of my heroes, I suppose, in a way. And and his his lecture or whatever you want to call it on on photography and and ghost photos, I find. Absolutely amazing! He really, he opened my eyes. He really did on 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 the subject. I was thrilled to bits. Really and, and his but, girlfriend is um, Molly Gibson, who has written the series of books called The Ghost Huntress. Uh, which ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're uh, young young adult books. And in fact, the uh, Kendall, I think her name is the uh, the heroine, is uh, modeled after Maureen. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, her agent oh. and our agent are the same agent. <laughs> wow. That's how I know her from. But anyway, Sir Patrick is actually going to be at the Spectral Evidence this Saturday in Salem, uh, along with Molly and uh, Josh Vantella from the uh, Berkshire Paranormal. So we're doing a special edition of Spectral Evidence this Saturday night at the Hawthorne Hotel. And then the following week, uh, Maureen will be doing Spectral Evidence with me as well. So, I mean, that's that's kind of neat. I'm, I'm, and uh, Patrick's also doing a paranormal study group on Tuesday night at the Circles of Wisdom. And that's next Tuesday, and then Monday night, Dining with the Dead in the Wyndham. Really? So you'll yeah. be with him all the... Well, do remember me to him, won't you? Because uh, it was two years ago since I saw him when I was on the... Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have show again. Evidently, something got screwed oh, up. We'll do that. We'll do it. Just let me tell you, let me just read you this tiny little extract that he put in my book. Cause I was okay, do it, with do it. it. Basically, because you said, what I did when I wrote the book, I, I asked everybody, including you, what is a ghost? Derek mm-hmm. Acora, um, um, Jeff Belanger, uh, they all wrote in. Jason uh, Hawes. Yeah, Jason Hawes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Parsons, my mate. Uh, Patrick Burns, Chris Fleming, Stacey Jones, the ghost cop. Dr. Matthew Smith, Derek Acora, everybody gave me their, their views, which was fascinating, I think, to start the book. And Patrick says, I believe a ghost is best defined as the scientifically intangible essence of energy that exists after the human body has expired or died. We know that in physics, the law of conservation states that energy is neither created nor destroyed, but merely transformed from one form into another. If this law is universally constant or true, something, by definition, must survive physical death. The question for the scholars is, does this energy retain its intellect, knowledge and memories it had as a living being? The elusive nature of this energy is what I mean by scientifically intangible. If one cannot replicate their evidence of the existence of ghosts under controlled observations, then ghosts cannot be scientifically substantiated. So they remain a mystery. And again, 
people could, we can all say what we like, but the problem we've got, Ron, is that nobody can prove any of it, can we? Oh, absolutely not. And, I, you know, I really, I'm really not sure we're ever going to prove it, Richard, to be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, and, and um, I, I don't know whether I, have I said this to you before, that, you know, you know I'm not a great believer. I, sorry, that's not true. I am a believer in some form of creator. Um, or call it supreme being, um, the name God um, or, or Allah or, or Jehovah or whatever we want to call it. You know, we, all of us have, have created, call it different, give, give it it different names, but some form of creator. But you know, is it is it not possible that that they've set down this 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 law, if you like, for want of a word, that says you know it is not to be proved until afterwards, until we move on to the next level, spiritual plane, or wherever. Because the problem I have is that if we do prove that there is life after death, or should I say, if we do prove that there is no death, then society well, death, will Well, there is a death. We, we already have death. It's, it's defined as... Yeah, but it's the, a word, isn't it? Right. It's, well, well every, everything we do is a word. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. Oh, absolutely right. But right. I mean, is, death is defined as whether an afterlife... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But in other words, if there is, what I'm trying to say is, if if there is no, if there is if there is life after death, then the word death. Hey, this is interesting. The word death shouldn't exist because that oh, it should. It die. absolutely should because uh, death is is the cease. Uh, let me tell you the cease the. <laughs> Ah, I can't even speak. It's the, the cessation of, the of life as we know it. Of, of, a, of a symbolic uh, association between the spirit and the body. I agree with you. Absolutely right. Because once, once the shell has gone, you know, the, 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 uh, the vessel that holds the energy source or whatever it is that goes on, yeah, that's discarded and that's absolutely gone. But what about a snake that sheds the skin? Right. And goes to another skin. Um, does that mean the, the snake dies? No, it doesn't. It just means that it shed. Well, that's it. that's a different thing. I mean, uh, that you, the whole organism is not dying still, uh, or, or ceasing to exist. Only the skin. I mean, cells in our body die every second. You know, we have thousands of cells that die every second True. in our bodies. Yeah. But what you're saying is the whole, the whole, the whole, which is the whole life, organism, not life the whole organism. Yeah, those. Yeah, so, but. You know, what I'm saying is, if if we are, perhaps we're not supposed to know, because society would crumble if, if there was oh, no death. I don't know about that. A lot of, I mean, it's not, I, I really don't believe in that. I don't, you know. I don't, no, what I'm trying to say is that, that, in other words, you know, people that say, oh, well, we're, we're not supposed to know, you know, some, someone has ruled that we're not supposed to know, then, then I accept that. Um apart from the fact that you know why unless it would it would it would hamper civilization because everyone would be killing each other and because it didn't doesn't matter anymore well it does so, in but, a way because this this existence will end oh this existence but we're just going on to another one aren't we which might be, hopefully everyone is to be better it's purely spirit energy 
But anyways, uh, an interesting thing, too. Well, wait a minute. We have an update on uh, this guy, H.H. H. Holmes, from the uh, Parallax oh, yes. chat room. Okay. According to uh, CC uh, in the Parallax, uh, lovers and hotel guests were tortured and killed. Some of them were locked in soundproof bedrooms filled with gas lines that let him asphyxiate them. Uh, them at the time. Some of the victims were locked in a huge soundproof bank vault near the main, near his office uh, where they were left to suffocate. The victims' bodies were dropped to the cigarette chute into the basement where some were meticulously dis- dissected, stripped of the flesh, crafted into skeleton models, then sold to med- medical schools. So thank you, CC, for telling us that. Uh, I have to definitely look into this. It's H.H. Yeah. Holmes in Chicago. So uh, if anybody else wants to look into it, I think that yeah. would be a cool thing to do. That sounds a good place, that does. That sounds really, really... When was it, Ron? Do you know, in the 1800s or 1900s? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm reading the chat room, Richard, you know? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I don't know this. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't put it on it, then. Never mind. I'm sure he'll tell us, because it the sounds sheet. fascinating. It really yeah. does. But another thing I have, let's let's go back a little bit to about the spirits and, and the body. And yes. uh, Sarah Eastep, who was one of the, the founders of the uh, AAEVP, uh, the American Association of uh, Electronic Voice Phenomena, um, they say that there is a team on the other side creating a device to speak with us. Now, to me, I, I can't accept that. Well, yeah. you, you, we were talking of a team of spirits. A team of spirit scientists that are, that are trying to create a dice to speak to us. <laughs> um, I love it. But, I mean, I, I, you see, my, my thoughts on that would have been that they, they should be by now in a higher realm and, and shouldn't have to... Should exactly. have to get a team a team together to be able to do it. But 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 who are we to say that they that they are? To on me, if level? she is seeing that, that more that that sounds to me more like um, interdimensional uh, communication, you know, mm-hmm. between parallel universes or something like that, or, or versus uh, spirit world, which. <laughs> But again, you see, you know, anybody, I don't, I mean this in a nice way, anybody can say anything uh, about anything, and, and none of us can either prove it or disprove it. Oh, absolutely. All we, yeah, all we need to do, I think, is to take it on board and, and, and say, wow, yeah, it's possible, um, right. because we don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I think, you see, so a guy on Saturday night said to me, Richard, do be careful, because... Because if you do prove any of it, you could you could destroy the ghost business. <laughs> In other words, if we if we prove what it is, people won't won't be won't be as fascinated as they are because we don't understand it, right. which I, I I accept. But I'm I'm only talking. There's no way we're going to prove. And the only thing I wrong. The only thing that I think that there is a possibility of proving is the possibility of. 60% of the ghosts that we see and hear being a recording. Right. Uh, as Anne, Anne from the uh, Tojinet chat room says, mysteries are much more fun. Of course they are. 
That's why we love it so much, and that's absolutely right. right. So, you know, Richard, be careful. Take your time. <laughs> and we, have, we now have another update on this H.H. H. Holmes from the oh, yeah. chat room. Uh, C.C. tells me it was the late 1800s because he was executed in 1886, and he was also known as America's first serial killer. Good Lord. And is the property still? I know you don't know this. Sorry, I'm not, Ron, I'm not actually asking you. Man, asking, oh man, you're I'm, making it tough for me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm asking questions of, of, of CC, who uh, um, is obviously uh, out there listening to us. Um, I forgot my question. Is the property <laughs> still there? Is the property no, still there? Is the property still asking? there? Yes. Yeah, is it, is, it, um, is it possible to investigate? Sounds fascinating. It does, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and how far... How far are you from Chicago? Uh, probably 12 hours. Um, oh, my we have, God. We have another update. The man was a psychopath. He kidnapped his third wife's kids and was ready to murder them when he was caught. So wow. there you go. And I actually have a question for you. Yes. Because on last week's show, you were going to check up on something for me. Oh, no. The town called Bishop's Castle. Oh, do you know, I got so excited with what was going on, I forgot all about it. Um, come on, did you say town called or, or place called? I'm not sure. It's called Bishop's Castle, and I believe it's a town, and it is the most evil place in the U.K., according to the Doomsday Book. Yeah, and I, I, I apologize, because, Ronald, I, I, I forgot you. Uh, so, wait, wait, anyways, uh, some people might not know what the Doomsday Book is, do you? I do know what the Doomsday Book is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why don't you enlighten us? I'll enlighten you. When, when we were invaded for the last time in 1066 by William the Conqueror, who was a Frenchman, came over from, from France, from Normandy, of course, to, to, and invaded England and took us over, um, we, we rebelled against him very much. The, the, the British didn't want to be, become French. and uh, Anyway, he ruled for a long, long time. Uh, Twenty years after... Um, he invaded England, he decided that he would do a survey of the whole of the British Isles, um, basically to, to find out who lived there uh, and to be able to tax people. Of course. Accordingly. And so he sent his commissioners out to all parts of the country uh, to count how many people lived there, how many villages, how many houses, how many cows they'd got. How, oh, my God. I mean, it was absolutely, um, absolutely unbelievable what they did. And they, all, they came back with all their different plans and ideas, but uh, he didn't believe half of what they said, so he sent them all out again to, to actually redo it again. And it gave us, I suppose you could say, the first survey, for want of a better word, of, of the British Isles. There you go. A book, a book called The Doomsday. I really don't know why it was. Perhaps it was Doomsday because people realised that after that they were going to be taxed. Yeah, probably. On, on, yeah, on how many mills there were in the village and how yeah. many sheep they'd got and that sort of stuff. Anyways, uh, uh, we do have a new feature and we want to play this. Uh, we, we, we debuted it last week on uh, Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation. So without further ado, why don't we bring this new feature, which is called Cemetery Tripping. Wow. Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where each week I will feature a different cemetery that I hope you will seek out and enjoy as much as I do. As an avid taffophile, 
or lover of tombstones. I spend a lot of time in the local New England area in the beautiful and historic cemeteries we have here. The stones here are like no others, and I have literally thousands of pictures of the intricate and symbolic carvings found on them. You can see my pictures on Facebook by doing a search for cemetery tripping. Tonight, I would like to take you to the Old Hill Burying Ground in Concord, Massachusetts. It sits on the hillside overlooking Concord's Monument Square and is the oldest of the three cemeteries in Concord. It's located just down the street from the haunted Colonial Inn. With nearly 500 graves, the earliest existing stone is dated 1677. Old Hill was the original burying ground for Concord residents after securing their settlement in 1635. It was on land that could not be farmed, and because of its height, it was the first area to thaw in the spring. This thawing allowed for early burial of those who died during the winter and waited silently for a place in the warm earth. You will find lots of great stones here with classic examples of death's heads, hourglasses, skull and crossbones, urns and willows, coat of arms, and even some fabulous table stones. They are all amazingly well preserved. You will also have a fantastic view of the town of Concord from the hill. Local ghost stories abound about one particular stone in the cemetery, which has a very distinctive skull and an inscription that reads, All must submit to the King of Terror. Through Christ we conquer, rule, and reign forever. It is the gravestone of John Cumming, Esquire, who died in 1788 at age 60. He was a prominent member of society in Concord, serving as an officer during the Revolution and also as the local doctor, and was a generous supporter of Harvard University. Legend has it that those who approach it late at night have ominous feelings, as if they are being watched, see glowing red eyes in the skull, and the wind mysteriously picks up. People have been known to exit the cemetery in quite a hurry and not return. I wonder if Mr. Cumming chose that epitaph for his own stone, and why? If not, who did? This is a mystery that remains unanswered. If you wish to visit the cemetery, there's plenty of on-street parking. I happened to visit it on one icy cold and snowy January day, which made walking up the hill quite a challenge. Plan your visit for warmer weather, and you can also visit Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, which is just down the road and around the corner. Or the Old Manse by the historic North Bridge, another haunted location. You won't be disappointed in this richly historical and spirited town. So what do you think, Richard? I found that fantastic. Absolutely. I think we've got something like that every week. Well, not every week, but probably once well, a month. Well, we and we, we've got lots of things. We've got the Beyond Bizarre. We've got uh, Karen's tips. We've got, uh, you know, this as well. So do have That's little great. bits. Bits and pieces this is good. Like this is good. I love it. Um, listen, I've been looking up Bishop's Castle for you while I uh, while while we were listening to that, and it is absolutely. It's a, it's a town uh, very close to Wales, um, and um, there was a castle built there, and um, it, that's why it's given the name, funnily enough, to to the town. The castle is called Bishop's Castle, um, a place called Shropshire. Can't find. I've actually put Doomsday Book and, and Bishop's Castle, and it doesn't really. Really, I'm going to go into it in detail now. I've thought no mention of it whatsoever as being evil. Um, the occasional battle was fought around there, but it was a castle. Um, 
and now I can't find anything horrible or, or, or nasty about it. I even put in Bishop's Castle Ghost. They do do a ghost tour around uh-huh. in, the, in, the, in the town or the, the village, but um, leave it with me till next week. And I promise you this time, although I said that last week, that I'll, I'll find out some more of the history. But you said that it was supposedly the most evil place well, According going. to this guy, Lawrence Price, he's one of your countrymen, uh, he uh, said it was. Well, I'll, I'll see what I can do for you before next week, um, because I would imagine that there's no smoke without fire. You know, he must have had that. Must have got it from somewhere, I would think. So, uh, I'll I'll see what I can find for you. There you go. I will. Because uh, you never know. Um, I've just put Lawrence Lawrence Price Bishop's Castle in, but <laughs> it doesn't come up with anything. But uh, leave it with me, and I'll sort something out for you. There you go. I've got something. Very quickly, you know I was talking about stone tape theory uh, right, last absolutely. week and, and all the sandstone and all of the magnetism and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I've got another little bit which has blown my mind, who someone told me the other day, um, that because of that, because of the number of recordings and everything else, um, one of the most haunted sites in America, because of the, sa- the, the, red, the red sandstone that there is there, guess where? Gettysburg. Really? Yes. It's actually built on, on, on red sandstone, which, of course, is uh, silica. And, um, and so, in other words, some of the ghosts, some of the ghosts, guys, not all of the ghosts, some of the ghosts will be recordings of the trauma, the terrible tragedy and t- trauma that took place on that, on that hallowed site, on that battlefield. Uh, and hence the fact that there's reports of something like over a thousand ghosts on the battlefield at, at Gettysburg. We must talk some more about that. It, it was interesting. I, I talked to uh, some reenactors, I think. I'm trying to figure out where I had this conversation. I, I can't recall, but yeah. I brought up our little adventure in Gettysburg. Yes. You and I yes. in the woods. And they told me <laughs> it was the best Gettysburg ghost story they ever heard. You're joking? No. Wow! <laughs> Now you have made. Now you've made my night. You've made my week. That's that's fantastic. And I was telling the story on Saturday night at my my talk about it. And again, people were fascinated. Um, I need to get some photographs of you of that me on the on me on the battlefield because I think you've got one or two of me in the uniform of a Union soldier. I do. I do have some. Uh, I definitely will get those to you. That's uh, get them over to me, Ron. Yeah. I believe uh, there's some on my Facebook page. If you look. Oh, I'll, I'll have a look. Which is Ronald Kolick, by the way, if anybody wants to friend me on Facebook, it is Ronald Kolick. Uh, but anyways. I should uh, go on and be somebody, your friend. And from the chat room tells us there is a Bishop's Castle in Colorado, so there you go. Oh, really? Mm. There you are. It could be the one. No, it wouldn't be, because that wasn't mentioned in the Doomsday Book, was no, it? <laughs> I don't think so. So I anyways, I, I know we're just about out of time. I do want to mention that Patrick Burns will be at Spectral Evidence on Saturday uh, at the Hawthorne Hotel, uh, along with myself. And uh, if you're interested in tickets, they are available online at the Festival of the Dead, or you can go to the Any Ghost Project website, which is 
E, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. He will also be, do, 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 be doing Dining with the Dead at the Wyndham Restaurant on Monday, a uh, week, week from yesterday. And also, he'll be addressing the Paranormal Study Group at the uh, Circles of Wisdom in Andover on Tuesday. So that's what we got going on. So what do you got coming up the next week? And make it quick. <laughs> Me, very quick. I've got two events on. I've got a fantastic event on with Ghost Nights uh, in the in the Black Bull, uh, which we did on the Most Haunted in Yorkshire. Really looking forward to that one. And then I've got a group of uh, lady paranormal investigators uh, in Chester, which is a very haunted city, on Saturday night. Uh, really looking forward to that. Um, going to be great. So I'm going to have a good weekend, as I'm sure you are. And um, I look forward to talking to you next week, sir. Tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation tomorrow night, 7 to 8, at the Haunted Victorian. So, good night and God bless everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-legged beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us. Good Lord.